Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, we're talking quads, we're talking odds, and we're talking the Red Raiders bot, E of Work, next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Thanks for joining us once again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Great to be your first listen each weekday on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan and plenty to get to this episode, Chris, but we're beginning the conversation really in a spot that that I didn't anticipate being in. I'm a little gun shy to, to even believe kind of now that it's not uh, maybe too soon, but you kind of feel because of the quality recently of some Texas Tech basketball wins and some projections that are certainly out there for you to see if you're going looking for such things uh, as a basketball fan, kind of feel like maybe this conversation does have something behind it now, and it does involve that word, tournament. And we're talking about the one, not the one you pay for, not the midget wrestling tournament they have in post every year. We're talking the big dance, March Madness. I'm still a little timid just about, you know, how quickly we're considering such things, Chris. But the reality is there. You've alluded to it because of the quality of this league and the quality of the games that you have remaining. If you find any way to find success, which you have and probably here recently, you're going to put together some things on your resume that might resemble tournament worthy stuff. Obviously, you got to get wins, but I'm wondering where you are maybe just to begin this on that scale of. Are we still really tapping brakes? Are you you paying attention to these projections just yet? How do you feel about even having this kind of conversation right now? Well, I I, I think a week ago it it, it it is just just all hypotheticals, um, and I think you're you're dreaming a bit uh, a week ago. I think where I'm at right now is that I really look back at some of these recent games or some of these games back in early January where you're just you, you want to kick yourself because if you'd have gotten one or two of them, we're maybe having this conversation sooner or we're having a different conversation altogether right now about everything. If your if your situation was just proved improved ever so slightly, but there's not a team in the country. Okay. Or program in the country right now that is not entertaining these conversations. If you do what Texas tech just did, if you are outside of any bracketology or if you're on the bubble or not on the bubble or whatever, there's just not any program in the country that if they have back-to-back quad one wins, doesn't start talking about things like we're about to talk about here. These are the facts. And this is what Texas tech has done. And it, it makes me immediately look back and go, if you just last week could have somehow, you know, blocked out and 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 maybe pulled that one off in Stillwater or if you'd have, if you'd have not gotten screwed by the officials versus Kansas or if you'd have figured out a way to beat Oklahoma at home when you had multiple chances minus a few players down certainly or maybe even more than a few um, if, if you would have held the lead at TCU down the stretch in Fort Worth and we can go on and on here about the guys uh, you're about to face West Virginia in your building it, that that too and that was one of the the that was one of the games where you 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 played poorly, um, and I that, that's oh, the yeah. game that pop went down, and that that's maybe 
that was peak frustration, I think, for fan base yes. after that loss. Disheartening that was, almost. Yeah, right? that, that was – because that was one where you were like, okay, if you're going to get one, this has got to be it. And then you just – it didn't happen. Uh, and, and, but since then, you haven't lost at home. Since since that game, you haven't lost at home. Go figure. Uh, against three teams that I guess on paper, certainly at the times you've played them, were much better than West Virginia is. And we've, we've established in this space that West Virginia is actually really, really good. So – yeah, let me just explain like how what you're looking at here because we talk net ranking all the time. You are, I think, yesterday you were at 60. Today you're at 62. This is changing every day based on results that are happening. Again, the other day your Kansas State win over them looked pretty good. It doesn't look as good now because they lost to Oklahoma uh, last night or, or two nights ago. Uh, so just so it's kind of constantly changing as results uh, happen every every single night or over the weekend. So, but but you're hovering around that 60 62 mark uh, from a net ranking standpoint. You are, I think, only Oklahoma is around you, and they are just slightly behind you in these rankings. Everybody else is in the is in the 20s or, or higher, I believe, uh, in the Big 12. And so, right now, Casey, you have you are three and ten. In quad one games, your wins, obviously, in, in uh, as far as those quad one games, are these three recent home victories over Iowa State, over uh, Texas, and over Kansas State. I think where where you are hurt here with your your quote unquote resume is that you're zero and two. You've only played two technically quad two losses now, and so I, I can explain. What a what a quad two loss is. I'm gonna make sure. Please that do. I, Let's talk yeah, quadrants. I, I, yeah, that I can <laughs> explain here. A quad two game is you play any team at home that is ranked somewhere between 31 and, and 75. Okay. You, on a neutral court, they are 51 through 100, or on the road, they are 76 through 135 in these net rankings. Whereas like a quad one game is anybody one through 30 uh, at home, one through 50 on a neutral court or one through 75 on the road. So they, they, they just stagger the ratings and it's based on home and away. And if you're just playing at a neutral site, like you do so much of what is in November, yeah. December, your quad two record is zero and two. The, I, I, you're not very good there, but you've only had like the two opportunities now. And so I'm clear here. Some of these quad one games right now, they could fall into quad two. If say somebody starts losing and their ranking drops, they're going to fall into the quad two category. It's just ever evolving. So we can only go off of what we've got right now, but your Ohio state game. Okay. You lose that one on a neutral floor. That is considered a quad two game right now. You lose it. You also lose uh, the game versus Oklahoma in Lubbock. That is considered a quad uh, two game because Oklahoma is is ranked, uh, I think, 65. They're like right below you in the net rankings, I guess, as I, as I was mentioning, and you lose that game at home. So those are quad two games. Here, here's where you're, Here's where it, it hurts you this particular year. And any other, and we knew that the, the non-conference schedule for the Old Red Raiders was not very good. Okay, so we we, we yeah. established that from the from the get-go, and it's proving to be just that. But in in most years, you you have a win over LSU, gonna be better 
than it is this year because this year it's a quad three game because they're 145. Even though you beat them at their place, they're ranked 145, and they just they, they haven't played well. Um, and so you don't get a ton of credit there. The other two, these are quad four games, okay? And in any other year, you're thinking you would take wins over these programs almost any other year except for you know right now in this particular sweet spot. That's Louisville and Georgetown. Those are quad four games. You're 8-0 in quad four games. But Louisville and Georgetown are quad four games. The same as yeah. Texas Southern, Northwestern State, Nichols, Jackson State, Houston Christian, and South Carolina State. So shame on Louisville and shame on Georgetown. I mean, right? They, <laughs> yes. they did you no favors. Yeah, the bottom of it. And just to give you an idea, let's see here. Uh, Louisville, they're ranked 330. You want me to tell you how many Division One teams are? 332. Okay, they are almost. Oh, I was guessing 333. Okay, 333. Nice. Sorry. Okay, my bad. My bad. Uh, <laughs> no, I George... think you're right. I was, that was the guess. 333. Oh, okay. But... Georgetown is 228. Okay, so they just—I mean, they're they're off the off the grid. Reservation. Okay. Yeah, that's that's right. So here here is where it gets interesting because you you're you, you kind of led me into this conversation about you know should we even be having it and and all these things. What is fascinating about the Big 12 Conference is that you are guaranteed six games left, okay? That's it right now. Five in the regular season and then one, at least one in Kansas City. No one is promising you any more games after that. You've got to earn the right based on what you do in these six uh, and, and, and obviously earn the right to maybe even play more in Kansas City by winning the first one and all that. But you're really only guaranteed six games left. Five of these are already scheduled. We don't know who you'll be playing in Kansas City, more than likely, unless you start winning a bunch of them. Uh, you're going to be playing on the first night of the Big 12 tourney, which is, I think, Wednesday, March the 8th, I believe. It's the 8th or the 9th. You're going to play in that either 7-10 yeah, okay, game or that 8-9 game, okay, based on how you finish in the league. Uh, you know, and, and the other day, you're, you're 10th place, so you're going to play the 7th place team, but now maybe you're – you know, tied for uh, if you beat Oklahoma, you, you'll move to ninth and play the eighth place team, whatever. But here, here's the here, here's the argument to be made about it's not dumb to be having this conversation because you have five games left on your schedule that you know you're going to play in the regular season. The next four, the next four games, be either because of who they are or where you play them, are quad one games. The fifth game, which was your your senior day, is a quad two opportunity. That one is against Oklahoma State. The point is, if you take care of business, if you go three and two over these last five, and you end up at say, what would that be, six and twelve in the league? I think that there's a argument to be made that you could slip in the back door here. I don't know what you would have to do in Kansas City. Some sometimes those games and those conference tournaments aren't weighted as much. Again, they're neutral site games, so it's not yeah. you know you may not get a a ton of credit for that first round win if you get it. Uh, it certainly would help you to win it more than more than it would to lose it. That that's dark for darn sure. Uh, but you know, and you wouldn't. I don't know if it would be a quad one scenario. But it potentially could be, but it would definitely be a quad two. Anyways, my point is. You're moving the needle a lot here, man, because of who you – these games that you're playing. These are the most meaningful games on paper that you can be playing is the quote-unquote 
quad one and you've got four of the next five as it stands right now. And, you know, West Virginia, their ranking is really high and you're going to play them uh, at their place. Oklahoma is just on the fringe. However, you're playing them in Norman, which which trips it into a quad one opportunity. And then we know what what TCU and, and Kansas, they're, they're very high in the rankings. It wouldn't matter where you play them. And then Oklahoma State is kind of the fringe. But because you get them at home, it turns it into a quad two as it stands right now. It could change between now and then. So long answer, a lot of data there. But you, you've got you, – you've, you've created yourself a bit of an opportunity because what you have done – in the last two home games. So there you go. Yeah. And I, I should have get, I apologize. I shouldn't have given everybody a heads up, uh, maybe limber up prior to this conversation, Put a <laughs> lot of quads shredded to ribbons, uh, yeah. out there. If you came into this cold, because that was a lot of quad talk, but I appreciate <laughs> that breakdown and I'm learning right there, Chris. I mean, there are things I don't really have in the proper perspective, uh, prior to just hearing what you said there, because as a fan, you may look at West Virginia or Oklahoma or whatever and think, uh, well, these aren't, of the best caliber, but also no. the context of where you're playing. And I don't mean to diminish what they are as teams. West Virginia waxed you and you lost Oklahoma, obviously, the first time as well. I'm just saying Q1, Q2s. It's not just, hey, highly ranked Kansas is Q1 anywhere, anytime. There's also a, a home and away factor. I think the other reason, just as a fan, because that's all I am, um, the other reason there's some legitimate, I guess, opportunity to have some hope right now is yeah. because of the mixture of these games, which is really interesting. There, there's three away, two at home, but they're teams that you've played very tough, save for this very next one, West Virginia. Again, the the depths of despair, I guess, during your really rough stretch uh, of Big 12 basketball. I don't know, though, that you look at some of these others, and certainly Kansas is what it is uh, in Lawrence. We know what that uh, oh. challenge can look like. Lions but there's some mixed meat necklace. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, <laughs> but there's some word to Lady Gaga. I don't know why that brought her to mind. Uh, there there seems to be some mixture here of what looks like opportunity. You've got quality mm -hmm. chances on your resume, and you've also got teams that, for the most part, you've played really tough, and some of you even had some really regrettable moments within that, that kept you from getting a win and some tight net. I mean, OU was an OT game, right, I think, if I'm not misremembering. Oh, yeah, absolutely it was. Yes. I, I mean, either way, I, I think it's legitimate to have a little hope because of the quality of what you've just done. And then the opportunity you have here before you, we'll see, obviously, if they're able to make hay there. And, Chris, going back to just being a fan, I, I'd like to ask you because I, I'm so curious. It's been such a roller coaster here as a fan just to just watch, again, how frustrating the situation became. And then to have some glimpses, obviously, all the while of how close you could be, but still weren't there. And so it matters very little as far as win-loss record is concerned. But then the quality of your success here recently, not only with what those teams are, but the name on the uniform, of course, with the most recent victim here, that matters a lot to your fan base. So I know there's probably a lot of fans out there like me that are just kind of twisting and turning like, wait, am I mad? Am I happy? And am I, am I hopeful? Am I despairing? What's the situation? And I'm curious – just from your perspective, do you think that like those who are vested in the future of this program, whether it's donors, support, uh, administration, are they riding this same ride as far as how they were viewing like, boy, what kind of conversations are we going to have this offseason? Do you think that there was anything that was really heading in one direction and could be reversed, good or bad, or is it still just very, very fluid? And maybe that's something that, that fans 
uh, like myself, don't quite identify with. But first, today's episode brought to you by America's number one sports book, FanDuel. And now's the perfect time to download FanDuel because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app right now. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. And you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores, three-pointers, whatever you got. If basketball is your thing, college hoops on and popping, midway point of the NBA season now in the rear view. And we're looking ahead to March Madness just around the corner. So get in with FanDuel today. Download it right now and get hooked up as a new customer with the No Sweat First Bet up to $1,000. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with that good old same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your No Sweat First Bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash Locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more and make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Do you think that there was anything that was really heading in one direction and could be reversed, good or bad, or is it still just very, very fluid? And maybe that's something that, that fans uh, like myself don't quite identify with. I, I, I think... Um... I think you, you bring up a great point. It's a great conversation to have in that uh, I, I think people largely, this is true. I think people in charge, whether it, it is, you know, somebody that, you know, like, like Kirby or whether it's just the school president, president Skuvenik, or whether it's regents or whether it's somebody that gives a lot of money that, that owns a variety of, of business and, and that they, they choose to, spend their emotional equity in, into tech athletics and, and donate like, like somebody like Dusty. Yeah. The, the, these, these folks typically are not near as emotional about, um, about things and riding the wave like, like, like maybe we are or, or those of us that are watching us are. And, and you're, yeah. they're, they're a little more even keel. They have to be. It's part of, part of the, the role that sure. they're in or the job that they do or you know, how, how they got to be you know, where they are. And, and I think typically it, it's, it's an assess after it's over with, you know, timetable. I think yeah. though this, I, I, I think in, in college athletics though, I think there's more emphasis on kind of the minutia of what's going on as it goes, because I think we're seeing more and more changes made mid season in, in, in college athletics. You're trying to get ahead of, of things or, or, you know, whatever, just simply because I think the portal early signing dates, all these things have changed the landscape tremendously uh, as it relates to, as it relates to all that. And so I think there, there is maybe some more paying attention to as things go. I I still maintain though, that in this scenario, um, I I think people were, were, you know, like watching it closely, uh, frustrated, uh, optimistic or hopeful. I mean, I think you could pick one, out of the bag, depending on who you talk to and who they were when you talk to them, those are. I all mean, people fair. that matter. We're talking about yeah. like guys that are really weighing in here and, and carrying influence. Yeah. I, th- uh, I think the yeah. fans matter to us, but we know whose names are on buildings here, or there, right? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I, I just, I, I, there was a lot to unpack there in what I asked you. I know, but I just, 
you know, I mean, there were points this year, Chris, where it just kind of feels like, wow, is it a foregone conclusion that the immediate future of this program is toast? And we're like really asking some big questions this offseason. And, and certainly I thought those questions were, um, you know, justifiable to be asked from a mm -hmm. fan perspective. Of course, when we're talking about these guys that we're alluding to here, uh, whoever it might be, whether supporters uh, of the program or, or those administrators, uh, there are also working day-to-day -day personal relationships I know that impact these things, you know, uh, who's who's happy to be around one another, who's not, and winning and losing clearly <laughs> impacts all of that to the greatest degree. So, you know, maybe it's it shouldn't be surprising, and I don't guess it really is, that there's got to be something more even-keeled when you're talking about business, but uh, man, I, I know you were feeling it like everybody else, and I'm sure they were. It was a pretty desperate situation, and still remains that. I mean, you're three and ten for crying. You out are loud, three and ten, and I, I think there's that, a little life, though. Yeah, I, I think we could have all these conversations because they're all appropriate. Because I think three and ten, in some ways, makes you excited based on where you were a week ago. It also can make you very frustrated in that how close you were at a lot of the, these other yeah. opportunities in these games, but can, it can make you frustrated. And that you're just three and ten, and you don't care how you got there. Like I, I feel like we should be better than three and ten. I mean, it's all, you know. Look, and and I would say this: no, no one involved at all, whether it's, you know, somebody that that's coaching or playing or athletic directing or or you know, a donor or a regent or or whoever you want to say. Nobody was okay with three and ten. I don't think anybody would would sign off on that, but you, you have to look at the why you have to understand context. You have to understand injury. You have to understand roster management. You have to understand all, all the, of the kinds of things. And, and, you know, and I think to certain people, you have to understand projecting and outlook and, and often to the distance, you know, it's not just about the here and now it's about uh, the, the, the big picture and the near picture, if that makes sense. Um, and, and I would, I would say too, that if, if you win one of these next two road games, you can absolutely win the, the, the other two home games on Saturdays, uh, both of which are almost sold out. And sure. I think if you go, if you go three and two, I think that, and you're six and 12 in the league again, not what anybody signed up for, not what anybody thought or expected or whatever. Uh, but you you would be in the conversation just simply because of the the data you know you may miss out i'm not guaranteeing you anything it, you know things may have changed enough by the time in the next couple of weeks that right. you, you would be on the outside looking in but you would be in the conversation and that's just because of who you would have beaten it doesn't matter who, who's left on your schedule they're all going to be good games tough games and i just think the big 12 is that good bottom line it, it just is uh, you may have a three-way champ. You may have a team that that ultimately wins this league. It, it, in some ways, it feels like it should count a bit more this year than in others. It, it's not going to, but they will have been more tested uh, this year than any other. And I don't. It's not like you have a bunch of NBA guys in your league. You've got they're just everybody's well coached. Everybody's deep. Everybody's old. Everybody's got you know, um, you know, and you haven't seen a lot of injuries either. You know, prime example: Kevin McCullough goes down. Uh, the other night versus uh, Oklahoma State there in Stillwater. Don't know how severe that injury will be. That will alter 
Kansas's outlook here down the stretch. They have a monster game coming up against Baylor this weekend. We know the Red Raiders injury woes. Avery Anderson for Oklahoma State is out for the remainder of the year. That is affecting who they are, but we haven't seen like other massive injuries, um, things like that. So it's just it's just a, a wild league. But you know, maybe the Red Raiders give themselves a chance. But it, in my opinion, it's going to require you to have to have to win one of the next two games. I just don't forecast uh, uh there's just not a recipe there to get to where you want to go because it's just to me can you go in in kansas sure is that realistic probably not you know uh doesn't mean you can't maybe you pull off uh, uh something special but it, it's going to be a bit i don't want to say easier but more uh i i think i can foresee uh you you winning in either morgantown or norman much more the, than i can see you winning in kansas when you only have done that one time in program history. So anyway, sorry, long, long answer, but uh, there you go. Uh, style point. I mean, you'd love to have a great year and win the Big 12. Uh, obviously, you're not going to do that. You're not going to come close to that. But if you sneak your way into the NCAA tournament with an ugly record, I'm not going to be complaining about the ugly record, Chris. You'd rather <laughs> be there than not be there at all. Yes. And I think there's also some timeliness that's not involved in tangibles or quadrants or anything like that. Somewhat similar to college football season. Uh, but also different in its own ways. I think there's some timeliness to momentum as a team, guys in boardrooms making decisions, and who's fresh on their mind that might be in the midst of a hot run. And obviously, if you're putting yourself in any conversation, you're going to be in the midst of a hot run. There, there's no other way uh, to get there. So that could behoove Texas Tech at that time as well uh, to even maybe defy some odds uh, as far as precedents that have been set before. But very interesting right now, and I kind of feel like uh, Leo DiCaprio. And after the Iowa State win, I had to tell Mark Adams, you have my curiosity. After a couple more, the last one being Texas, you've got my attention. I'm now dialed in to what could possibly be out there as far as postseason play. Continue to battle, continue to fight, and I think Tech fans will continue uh, to enjoy at least seeing that. And we'll see if maybe there's some fruit from it like there has been recently, right? Yeah, and, and ultimately, just to sum it up, you've got to be better away from your building. You're one and six yep. on the road. I mean, you know, and that that's got to change because as we were sitting here talking earlier in the show, you're guaranteed six more games. Okay, five regular season, one in KC. Four of those six are elsewhere. You know, you've, you've got Morgantown, you've got Norman, you've got Lawrence, Kansas, and then Kansas City. Uh, you only host TCU and Oklahoma State. Those are the only two home games you have left. You want to fix this. You want to put yourself in a position. You better figure out a way to like manufacture your own energy, uh, battle through bad officiating, whatever, that, that all that comes with playing on the road because you need to go be better in somebody else's building and probably need to do it more than once, if we're being honest. Uh, well, and so. – Chris, you, you, you see it as close as anybody uh, every game day, and I just feel like I, I, throughout the years we've had to go through some of these injury woes and repeated and a variety of them all for the same guy in some instances. Um, I, I've often wondered, like, well, what does this team even look like if you've got you know some pieces that resemble what you tried to, what yeah. you tried to put together? And I think we've already learned, and to some extent, we knew. Well, obviously, it's better than Ofer in the Big 12 if, if you were going to be a healthy basketball team. Well, but there's been such delayed progress, right, yeah. that I almost feel like, dude, we're almost watching a different team right now. And I still think we're even early on, uh, if some guys can stay healthy and maybe get back healthy to seeing what the team ultimately could be. It's just a question of whether or not uh, you got enough time to maybe put up something on the wall. 
almost yeah. watching a different team right now, and I still think we're even early on. Uh, if some guys can stay healthy and maybe get back healthy to seeing what the team ultimately could be, it's just a question of whether or not uh, you got enough time to maybe put up something on the wall. Yeah, I I, I think if you're if you're an optimist, okay, if your glass is half full here, you look at this thing and say, man, when we have most of our pieces, we're actually pretty good. We're competitive. We're, you know, we, we, we have a chance. And so this team never really had that chance. And, and it's, it's a valid argument because you've never really had your entire team healthy. It, it, you know, that, that's just not what the, the hand you've been dealt here with this season, whether it was Fardaws or now Pop or Bachos in and out or whatever. I think, though, that if you're, if you're just frustrated, you say, I don't really care what the circumstances are. You, you, you haven't fared well in close games. You haven't been good away from, from home. You haven't been good at home. You, you, you just haven't been good enough, period. I don't, I don't Your identity, you've been soft on the defensive end, like you really lost what Slope. we thought was the core of your program, or it seemed like it. F- fair criticism, I, I think, um, depending on what your, your outlook is here. Um, yeah. Because in most, you know, there, there's a lot of finances at play here, you know, but, but, but most people, uh, they, they just want to know that, how do we get there, you know, uh, and, 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 then, and then there's others that their job is to, you know, kind of get in the weeds there and, and figure out the context and, and make decisions based off of those things. And, and, like, that goes with Kirby deciding what, you know, how good Mark's done this year. It's also uh, up to Mark to look at his own roster and go, well, you know, this player this way, or if we'd had this, or you know what, I I didn't, I didn't like this from this guy, whatever. And they've got to make the the ball rolls downhill. I mean, everybody's got their own set of decisions to make on kind of how this thing proceeds after the year. I just know that we're having different conversations now than we were a week ago, because I told you, I mean, I told you a week ago, like if you, if you pull off this weekend, I mean, we're, we're, you're you're doing what we're doing right now, and I didn't think, if I'm being honest, I, I it, that didn't seem very likely to me, uh, based on what we had <laughs> no. seen up to that point. Um, it, it just, you know, I, I wasn't sure if if you would have close to a full house versus Kansas State. I wouldn't sure, you know, just there's so much of yeah. it that I wasn't certain about. But you, you you've given yourself a a bit of a window here of an opportunity, and I just, but again. It's going to be about trying to win in either Morgantown or Norman. I think that's where it starts. I'm not saying you have to win both. You better win one of them, or I just don't know, short of winning the Big 12 tournament, if there's enough opportunities there for you to get back on the right side of this of this conversation. I, I just think every one of us had to be feeling the same thing when you thought about the possibilities last week and what you had to do to have this <laughs> yeah. kind of conversation here this week, Chris. But it plays right into what I was just alluding to there. We were thinking those things and the improbability of it all based on a team that we had not seen yet, which was the team that was certainly there Monday night, included right. a Fardaz AMAC that was impactful and included a team that looked like we they didn't even know he was going to play. Exactly. So it's like we're, we're speculating based on what we had seen so far when what we had seen so far is no longer really the reality, I guess. I, I hope that remains the case with some good luck from a health standpoint. But it's not just AMAC being there. It's that defensive intensity that looked like it used to there on Monday night. And it's also what maybe should have been allowed, I guess, to be there, allowed 
you know, for some room to grow. Mm-hmm. Just some progression of some young basketball players. I mean, I think about like Fisher or Washington or, and I know some of these guys have been up and down, but we're later in the year now. And it looks like some of them maybe have seen some things slow down to a degree. I just, I don't even know really how to forecast like, well, your odds here in this game, that game or that game. We have some evidence clearly, but that team on Monday night and some of what you had seen here during this little stretch where you've gotten some of these wins uh, hasn't really resembled, obviously, what you put on the floor in so many other situations. It's not like it's just the same cast, I guess, who's had a ton of bad nights or not good enough nights. Well, and then all of a sudden it's like, boy, now these guys are really picking it up. I mean, it's almost a different recipe, I kind of feel like. That's the problem with the team this year. And if you're looking for reasons to be optimistic about it, it's it's part of what we have talked about in recent weeks. Don't know who's even going to be available for you in this stretch or this game. <laughs> it, it changes. We're not really sure what we can run with this guy. Because, I mean, I think we'd all agree when Fardos is is playing for you, your offense runs a bit differently because you kind of play through him. Um, I think when Pop Isaacs is playing, you do some different things or there's some different shot making there. There's some turnovers that come with it. I mean, there, there's some good and bad there, but it's a bit different in kind of what you're wanting to do uh, versus when he's not. And so it, it, it all – so to, to, to answer your question or kind of to, to follow up your point, I mean, that's part of – the confusion of trying to to judge this thing. And again, some will say three and 10 don't care three and 10. And it's, it's got to be better. There there's a lot of money being poured into this program. There's a lot of financial support uh, with your staff, with facilities, with NIL opportunities. Why isn't it better? Others will say, Hey man, they just they got dealt some bad luck. I mean, you know, versus Texas, they banked in a couple of threes. They finally got some good luck this year, where it's just been bad luck, uh, you know, one after the other with a, with an injury or a bad call or whatever, you know, leading up to this point. So it, it's up to everybody else to kind of ultimately judge it. But you know, I, I'm still going to be fascinated to see kind of what happens with this thing when the season does finish, because sure. I think everybody's got some assessments to make and this may not be the best fit for some of the guys on this roster. They may feel that way. The staff may feel that way. Mark's got to assess who who's working with him and how they put the next year's team together. And if they want to take the same formula that they did last year uh, and, and into this off season. So, you know, we're, we're headed for those days because the regular season's over with in two and a half weeks and we start, you know, bracketology and, and, you know, selection Sunday and away we go. But I just hope the Red Raiders are kind of more, more in the conversation in these next two to three weeks than not. How about that? Well, how about this, man? What a beating the season has been. And yet this week we have an opportunity to breathe and dream a little. I mean, I'm just happy for that, if nothing else, because uh, I don't know that I would have had enough oxygen uh, available to have this kind of basketball conversation in a previous week. But I'm engaged with you this time around, my man, because <laughs> there's no way around the fact that what you have before you represents big challenge, but big opportunity. And yeah. you have overcome some of these challenges to, to see some of that here recently. Uh, and I think what we're talking about here with kind of a, uh, you know, a, a changing of ingredients or the changing of the recipe, so to speak, is it relates to uh, either guys, you know, getting better or you're playing better defense as a team or, You've got guys just simply on the floor that weren't there previously and maybe some more to come. I'd almost well, tell you that's a silver lining 
that yeah. that has been the result here recently as you've changed it up or had some of those things happen more so than an excuse. I'm like, Hey, I'm actually encouraged by this because you've seen almost immediate results, Chris, as some of this has kind of uh, evolved here late in the year. It's all fair. Uh, and, and like, as we sit here, we ultimately don't know Bacho's status going forward. Doesn't play yeah. anymore this year available this coming Saturday. No idea. Or, or somewhere in between. Pop Isaacs, same way. I could envision him being available against the Mountaineers in Morgantown or not playing the rest of the season. Anything in between that, <laughs> no idea. So, so that also tweaks and changes the conversation because if you tell me right now, Papa Isaacs is going to play on Saturday and, and he's he's healthy, he's bounced around, he's practiced all week. We, we don't know this, but if, if, if so, I, I probably start to, again, feel a bit better about having another weapon uh, especially with playing some of these games oh, on the yeah. road and and all that, you start to feel a little bit better uh, about things. But I, I think there has been improvement individually too as we've gone along here. We talked about some of the the. Sure. It just hasn't been consistent. That's been the issue. But this is what young players give you. Lamar Washington, we followed him over the last week. It's been kind of low <laughs> spot, high spot, low spot. You yeah. know, and then some in between there. This is what freshmen do for you. Um, DeMorion Williams even has had a few glue guy moments in, in those two home games where he's hit a few shots and, and all those things. Kerwin Walton, he, he, he looked like a stud in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I don't think really since then he's affected games one way or the other, and he's been starting. So go figure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Robert Jennings has done a few things. Again, you, you grade on a curve with the freshman because you weren't necessarily sure. expecting as much. Uh, but yeah, I, I think to your point, it's just it's hard to, in some ways, assess because of the uh, the roster. Because I mean, I'm telling you, a week ago, I didn't know if Fardoz was going to play any more the rest of this year. I also would have told you Daniel Bacho, yeah, he's probably good the rest of the way out. And guess what? We got the opposite. <laughs> so go go figure. I, I mean, that's part of the desperation to me to just get into the NCAA tournament. I just want some more games, man. Give us 10 or 15 more and let's see where this team could be. Let's just extend the regular season. Let's see where this ride could take us because it was a damn bumpy one for the vast majority of this season. Not a lot of fun. Has smoothed out a little recently, but you got to obviously continue that and your challenge is large with two straight coming up on the road. And I don't know, I guess, did you miss it, man? Uh, Dr. Isaacs cleared himself via Instagram. He said back soon. There was a graphic and everything from Pop Isaacs on Instagram. So according to Dr. Pop, uh, yeah, I think no worries. He's he's definitely going to well, be back, quote, soon. That I'm must always, be Saturday. Yeah, I'm always <laughs> hesitant to to quote uh, social media posts because you never – player's Instagram? Right, yeah, you never ultimately know. But I, I told you that against Texas before the game and during halftime, he's running on and off the court. He looks like he's no worse for the wear. There's no – brace or boot or anything to speak of and I thought okay you got a full week you know you play on a Monday night you don't play again until Saturday you've got a full week uh, can get in some practice again I won't be surprised for one if he plays in Morgantown or certainly in Norman either one uh, I mean if, if they wait a few days but come on uh, pop yeah come on pop that's right. Get I back mean... to pop and pop. We need you pop and pop. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, enjoyed the conversation, Chris. And uh, man, we have got uh, at least something that maybe was waning as it relates to just tuning into a tech basketball game not too long ago. That is 
interest and maybe even a little hope, not just in the sense of keeping hope alive because Chris Level <laughs> tells you to, but you may Always. be generating some of your own right now uh, because of what we've seen here recently. But can't wait to find out uh, what happens, man. Thanks for the time and the insight as always today. Anytime we want to talk quad one, quad two, Q1, Q2, whatever, man, I'm here for it. Uh, the hope it is alive. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. I've been doing the second half of this segment on, uh, well, basically my foot on top of the camera here just to stretch this thing out because I'm feeling stiff uh, already. I got to loosen up uh, for the next time we get into a deep quad conversation. Uh, maybe something that a Swede would take to more naturally. That's a question for another day. Uh, thanks for making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts and make sure to check you out Locked On College Basketball for your second listen right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're seeing you tomorrow, wrapping up the week, getting ready for the weekend, which as we mentioned, includes tech hoops and also some very interesting wheels turning as we wrap up this week, if you're in Stillwater, Oklahoma, if you're in Waco, Texas, if you're in Fort Worth, well, thoughts and prayers. If you're in Provo, Cincinnati, Orlando, I'm getting used to that. Lubbock, Texas, some of your big picture fortune might be decided right now in Fox, ESPN, Amazon, Apple, Pluto TV boardrooms. What's it going to come down to for the Pac-12? We'll spend some time tomorrow as well, uh, seeing what we can uh, glean from some very interesting conversations happening this week. We'll get to that and more coming up tomorrow as we wrap up the week right here on Locked on Texas Tech.